0: Hello and welcome to the Female Founder Friday podcast with me, Lindsay White. I'm passionate about helping female entrepreneurs be great leaders, build high-performing teams, and create inspiring workplace cultures through innovative talent programs and practices. Because when people feel like they belong at work, they deliver their very best and businesses thrive. The Female Founder Friday podcast is all about connecting with the most incredible female entrepreneurs to talk about their journey to creating their own business, the mistakes they've made along the way and how they view their own leadership. And I'm challenging all of my guests this season to take my leadership style quiz. And during each episode, we'll be digging into their leadership style and how it impacts the way they lead in their life and their business. And if you're interested in learning more about your leadership style and want some of my top tips to help you lead more effectively, you can take the quiz right now. Just check out the show notes or head over to highvoltageleadership.ca and click on the button at the top of the page that says, take the quiz. Then you can share your results, connect with my guests and join the conversation on Instagram by following me at HighVoltLeadership. My guest on this week's episode is Sarah Thomas, who's the founder of Burn Fat and Feast. I love that name. Sarah's journey as a female founder is profoundly personal. As an overweight child and a teen with a very serious eating disorder, she had incredible struggles with self-image. Then as a busy mom of three and a fitness professional, she continued that struggle with her own weight and wellness and really finding her real purpose. And it's through this very personal experience that she uncovered what she really needed so she could be a great mom and also a great female founder. And Sarah's got such an inspirational story of how her struggles played a huge role in how we support each other and grow a business with purpose and passion. And I can't wait to share her story with you today. All right. So I have Sarah Thomas here with me today. She's the founder of Burn Fat and Feast, which I love. Because, you know, eating, it's a thing. Right. Um, I love that you're here. I love that name. Sarah, welcome to the Female Founder Friday podcast.
1: Thank you so much, Lindsay, for having me today.
0: Such a pleasure. Such a pleasure. So tell us about your journey and how you got to burn fat and feast.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, it certainly was a journey uh, and it was my personal journey. I was an overweight child, obese child. Mm-hmm. I was an anorexic teenager. And mm-hmm. so I always say my, my journey actually started as a child. I didn't realize it at the time, but I struggled with, with weight for many, many years on all ends of the spectrum, uh, kind of flipped into an eating disorder. Uh, from mm-hmm. there, moved into over-exercising, under-eating. I, I feel like I've done it all wrong (laughs) for for many many years and so again i didn't really know that was that was the journey i was going through as far as business i just knew i was going through a wellness journey a health and fitness journey uh when i after i had my three children i was in a very very low point i didn't feel like i was pursuing my passion i really actually wasn't sure what my passion was I just knew that there was a purpose for me and I didn't feel I was fulfilling it. And through all this, I was struggling with, you know, not only just carrying the excess weight on the on the outside, but feeling fatigued, feeling uh, like I wasn't being able to give my full self energy wise to my children. And really lacking happiness, so I kind of went on this own journey myself of how to how to do things better, how to stop overexercising, how to actually eat more food, and feel like that wasn't a scary thing, and that I wouldn't you know see something on the scale that I didn't want to see and so through this journey i was a fitness instructor i was a personal trainer so you know i I had the knowledge behind like what you should do and what you should not do but you know actually implementing it and putting all the pieces together i was i was really lacking there and so through all of this you know self self self-love type of journey and wellness I found what was working so well for myself and for my body. And then through this, I felt that that was my passion. I had friends asking what I was doing and people that did not live near me asking, could I help them? And could we do personal training? And now let me just backtrack and say, this was 10 plus years ago. So online training and all that we have, you know, in the digital space now wasn't really popular it wasn't really a thing so i organically just started personal training my friends across the country and so from there my business was born out of a need for myself to find what was going to make me happy And through that, I found what I was passionate about. And that is helping women feel their best and, you know, looking their best is just a byproduct, um, but feeling their very best and pursuing what their passion is in life with energy. So the name burn fat and feast just, just came from what we do. That's, that's what we do. We eat a lot and we're able to burn the fat and feel great.
0: I love that. I mean, first of all, thank you for sharing with us your own struggles. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, to go from being a kid who has a weight problem, which I can imagine that that was shameful and stigmatizing to then being in that space that you now have an eating disorder, sort of the opposite, like the 180 degree opposite, Mm -hmm. again, shameful and stigmatizing um to a place where you're able to translate like the deep meaningful learnings that you had not just hey you should do these exercises or here's a diet plan but like really translate your own you know sort of very deep and meaningful journey into something that's very passion-filled um That, that's incredible. So thank you for sharing that story with us today.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I I, I love sharing that and I always, always love to share the part that when I say I will, I knew what to do, right? I was yeah. a fitness professional, yeah. I knew what to do. The missing piece that I found and what I'm so passionate about with what I do is teaching women the why behind the how. Oh. Because we all know, right, you should eat well, but it's, it's learning why, each piece fits together and we talk metabolism and hormones and sleep and everything in between. And so that's, that's a big passion of mine is to make sure that women understand why they're doing all the things and how it relates to themselves and their body as they get older.
0: I love that. You know, I think, I mean, when you said the why that resonates so deeply with me, I, I think when we really understand and connect to what we are truly passionate about what we care and value most deeply when we really understand why what is the true meaning behind Mm -hmm. anything we decide to do any change we make any program we're in whether it's you know health wellness fitness leader i mean i work a lot with leaders um especially you know female business owners when we understand those really important sort of foundational pieces, mm-hmm. I would suggest, then we can do the things right. that really articulate that, that really bring that to life, that really get us to the place where we truly wanna be. So I really love that you connect it all right back down to that what's most meaningful piece.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, that's so, I I can, uh, and I can imagine having had my own journey with weight loss and fitness and kids, I mean, throw kids into the mix, (laughs) then you turn 40, right? Uh Raise your Uh hand if you're in your Uh forties and your hormones are killing you, right? Like it's, it's just a constant I'm going to say battle because I think that it is. Yeah,
1: it is right. It is. It's a it's it's such a different season. Right. You, you just said throw kids in the mix. Right. So every season, it's like you. it's almost like we add another layer on, you know, yeah. we went from our 20s to like oh, just work out just eat healthy to our 30s of like, OK, let's work on eat healthy. But how do we do it when we're having babies? and when we're married and then you know in our 40s we add um, i'll I'll be 45 next month and so you know in our 40s we add on the other layer of like oh yeah now my body feels different and my my energy and my hormones like i just feel like i'm on a roller coaster so i just feel like every decade we actually add to a little layer of, of the puzzle of how do we do this
0: now yeah well and i think you know through all of that, loving yourself, mm-hmm. loving yourself, yes. right? Like 100%. we get a lot of messages on the regular about what we should look like. God bless her. Heidi Klum. She's <laughs> the same age as us. She's older than us, I think. Cause I'm 46, uh-huh. so you're turned 45. We're about the same age. <laughs> God love her. I mean, she's tall. her Her legs go right up to her armpits. She looks fantastic. <laughs> Good for her. I'm never gonna exactly. look like that I was never going to look like that yes 50s exactly. the new 40 okay like it's that's not even if I ate if like even if I did all of the things I'm not gonna look like that right yeah so there, there are definitely there's a whole genetics component <laughs> there right she's tall she's <laughs> slim she's German she's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. but this is the thing and and i i think you know we get a lot of messages that oh look at look at her um and yeah um no the good the good peasant stock right i'm I'm, i was never going to defeat the broad shoulders and the broad hips like that's just that's just life and i think we have to accept that right yeah exactly what you just said you hit the nail
1: on the head how learn how to love yourself where you are and I'm a firm believer in that in learning how to love yourself as you grow and as you create the being that you want to be being the very best self it doesn't mean being complacent in life but that means loving where you are right now through the journey of getting maybe somewhere else or, you know, through the journey of changing your career through Mm -hmm. the journey of whatever it is, continue to love yourself as, as you ebb and flow.
0: Totally. Totally. I I think that that is absolutely so important because, um, if you don't love yourself and you're not really clear on what that why is, um, Mm -hmm. you're, you, you're really living, you know, you're likely living in that shame space. You're spinning your wheels because you're just doing a bunch of stuff you're not doing it on purpose yes 100 could not be agree more yeah i love it okay i'm gonna ask sarah now um to talk to us about the results that she got from my leadership style quiz um because because there's there's something interesting there too if you want to take the quiz if you want to know what your leadership style is if you want a few of my tips um, on, you know, how to just shift your, your leadership, um, to that next level. You can uh, find the link in the show notes. You can go to highvoltageleadership.ca. There's a button at the top of the page. It says, take the quiz. You can take it right now. It only takes a couple minutes. It's fun. It's interesting. You might learn something about yourself. You might, you know, learn something about how to be a more effective leader. You can use those things tomorrow. Um, and you can follow along here with us. So, you know, Sarah, We talked through this before we hit record. Tell me a little bit about what you thought and what you got out of that leadership style quiz. Yes it
1: was such an interesting quiz and if you haven't taken it go take it and i you know that you're talking to me about it i'm like i want to take it again <laughs> to see because it's actually been a few months and like we were just talking yeah. about learning and flowing and yeah. and being someone different along your journey i just i that's what i found when i did the quiz i found that when I started my business as a very early newborn entrepreneur, that I was more directing. I was mm. more in the space of of being the director of saying, okay, I'm 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 overwhelmed. I'm just gonna start directing. I yeah. need, I need, I need a yeah. uh, type of, of mindset I was in. Yeah. I'm I'm not that, I'm not that yeah. business owner any longer and I feel like I've kind of moved through I mean I can certainly see myself in all of these but I've moved through I am now really really good at supporting and delegating so in the early years of my business I never delegated Mm. never it was it was all on me to the point where I would work a ridiculous amount of hours a day in a week yeah and but I, I i was had the blinders on yeah. to can't delegate won't delegate has to be me what if it's done wrong yeah i was in that that mindset of what, what if it doesn't what if it's not right i mean if it's not me this is my business so i just felt so much ownership there and anybody that does the enneagram i'm an enneagram one as well right. so i'm i'm i that follows my personality um but now that I'm more of an experienced entrepreneur and we're almost 10 years into the business, I am a fabulous delegator. Right. I know where I need to focus. I know where my business is going to grow the most and where my expertise is and right. where I am not an expert, where I need to delegate. And once I delegate, I think that's the biggest difference that I've seen in myself is that, you know, I, I feel. Sometimes directing and delegating can be very similar of, Mm. you know, do, go, I need type of mindset, but I now delegate in the form of support of Mm. we're going to delegate these tasks and then following up to help support our team members to see what it is they need. Once it's being delegated, okay? Do you have everything you need? Uh, as a matter of fact, just speaking of the word support in general, I end our team calls every single week asking every single one of our team members, "How can I support you this week? Love what can me. I do to support you in in your journey and you know your responsibilities?" And that that includes business, personal. I mean, I include all of it. Yeah. How can I support you? Um, because I truly feel that you know when you're when you're working within a small, small business that we need to be supported in all in all, all aspects, oh, even more
0: yeah.
1: um, than just the business side.
0: Sarah, I love the way you talked about that and sort of walked us through your leadership journey. And I think what's really key in that is that it is a journey that as mm-hmm. leaders and, and let's be clear leaders in our businesses, but we're leaders in our lives. Cause if, if you're a mom, you're a leader if you're a coach, you're a leader. If you, uh, you know, you do volunteer work in your community, you're a leader. We lead every day, all the time in a hundred different ways. Leadership starts from inside because you lead yourself first. But I love the way you talk about the evolution of your leadership. And that is so important. We never stop learning and growing and improving and, and just generally you know, existing as a leader. So for sure, I hear a lot of female entrepreneurs at one time in their journey, talk about the deadly, you know, situation where it's gotta be me and I gotta do it all. hundred percent. It happens a lot at the beginning, but I, I also get clients, Sarah, that they get into situations in their business. Where something's not going right. Maybe the revenue is not up. Maybe some mistakes have been made, some clients have been lost. And then they kind of claw things back. The mm-hmm. temptation is to think that you're the only one that can do it right. Mm-hmm. So there's moments where we fall into that trap a little bit.
1: Um, yeah, I absolutely agree. You can fall back into that. And it's, you know, you can look at this anything with anything in life. You can oh. fall back into, you know, old habits. Oh, you know, sure. you oh. can you can look at it with eating you know you're eating well for a while and then you reverse into that downward spiral of not eating well you know the same can happen in your business you're like oh my gosh we've lost revenue we have you know social media isn't going the way we want so let me pull back in let me take control again and i I've, i've experienced that and i would say most entrepreneurs probably have but with, in my experience, when you do that, you are not allowing your business to blossom. Yeah. You're only keeping your business right here inside, Small. right? You're just keeping yeah. it to yourself.
0: Totally. And
1: in order for it to grow, you have to let it evolve. Yeah. And evolving, and part of the journey, it's like any type of progress. It's not a straight line. No, it hills and valleys, right? <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, totally, totally. And as you, as you grow your team, it's going to ebb and flow as well, mm -hmm. isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, no, I love that. And I think, I think you're right. And I think for so many of us, we don't get into business because we wanted to be a leader. We get into business. I mean, you took, you just told us uh, because you had a very personal experience that led Mm -hmm. to you really fueling a passion for helping others. So they don't have that or if they do the journey is easier um or we or we create a great product right we don't get into business to be a leader
1: we just oh gosh no no. never never ever did i think i was doing this to be a a business number one uh number two to be a leader absolutely not
0: no and so we are gonna it isn't gonna be a straight line thing we are gonna ebb and flow we're gonna Have highs and lows. We're going to do things great. We're going to mess things up. It's just inevitable. And that actually leads me to my next question, which is where have you made mistakes or messed it up, Sarah?
1: Well, number one, I kind of touched on this earlier. I definitely made the mistake first when I was starting my business of trying to do it all and not just trying to do everything myself, but not. Hiring someone to help me before I needed them. Yes. <laughs> and
0: hallelujah. You know,
1: this is, yeah. <laughs> uh, right? <laughs> I, I so wish, and I, I tell people this all the time that are starting a business or thinking about, you know, just even doing a side gig. <clears throat> I tell them every single time hire someone before you think you need them, which sounds crazy i guess at first when you tell somebody well i mean i'm just starting out i don't really need the help but when you need the help you needed the help six months ago (laughs) so when you need the help it's like you are in dire desperate need of someone so you truly needed them months ago before you know you hired somebody on so i would say not asking for help and finding help yeah From the get go, that's what I should have done, uh, hands down. And because here's the thing: if you if you do find someone who can help you out, or you know, be an assistant, or it doesn't even have to be in your business. It could just be help around the house. Someone to clean your house. Great point. Someone to do little laundry. Someone to meal prep. Like we don't. It doesn't have to be within your business. If you find that that's not working for you, you can always make changes you, yes. mean, you can always do something different or disperse time differently. But that, that was huge, a huge mistake.
0: I, so I, I, first of all, it's something, I love that you brought it up. It's something that I hear reasonably frequently, not only from guests on the show, but also from, you know, clients that I work with, that they made themselves crazy or worse, they made themselves sick because they couldn't let it go. Right. Mm -hmm. They just really could not get to that place where they found someone. They just, they didn't trust themselves enough to trust somebody else. I think is what it comes down to. But I love that you bring up that it doesn't have to be in the business. That it can be in your personal life because the two things are so intimately connected anyways. Do you need someone to, do you just need to do a grocery order and have someone deliver it? Mm -hmm. Do you need do you need a housekeeper? Like for many of us, the struggle is real to keep the house clean and our businesses going. Amen. Like that that'll make you crazy when there's dishes in the sink and the toilets haven't been cleaned in two weeks. Like you'll lose your marbles. I, I do, anyways. That makes me bonkers. So I love that you bring that up, that it can be in both spaces just to give you some breathing room and then pop your head up and understand what can you let go of, right? What can you let go of? And I actually, if you're listening and you're struggling with this, I have a super awesome tool. It's called Delegate or Die. And it will help you understand what are the things that you need to retain control of? What is the stuff that you can't let go? What are the things actually that you really like to do and you don't want to let go? And then what are the other things that can be someone else's work? Someone else's problem, as I like to say. So, if you're listening and you're struggling with that, call me. Send me a DM. Um, I have something to help you with that.
1: Oh, I I love that. Okay, I'm I might be calling you. Yeah,
0: call me. I actually call me.
1: I do I do this on a monthly basis, if not monthly, every other month. And and I don't know what your process is, but I sit down with a blank piece of paper. It's so so incredibly fancy and a piece of paper and a pen and i write down all the tasks everything that i'm currently doing in my business and then i do the same for personal and cross them off what what needs to be done by me what doesn't because it does change regularly and i i mean i have three kids two teenagers and and so my responsibilities as a mom change too, and my schedule changes regularly. So for me, this that's essential to do on a regular basis. Okay, what have I been doing that required my time? But now maybe I have someone who can help me with that, yeah. or who I've onboarded on my team that now has the the margin, the space yeah. to take that on. So I, I I highly recommend that and doing it on a regular basis. Not a one and done.
0: That. Okay. So I love that. Cause I always ask my guests, you know, what, what's a great lesson. What, what's an opportunity. And that, I think that's genius, like simple, but effective. And it doesn't mm-hmm. need to be a fancy planner. It doesn't need to be a big process. We don't need to schedule it. It doesn't need to be a huge, well, maybe schedule it, but it doesn't need to be like a huge thing. A right. couple pieces of paper, maybe a colored pen. If you really want to get fancy. Exactly. <laughs> But like, just get it out of your head, get it, get it written down where then you can really kind of analyze it and manage it. Like I love that Sarah. That's just
1: brilliantly simple. I, I, yeah, it's, it's so simple and you know, I need, I need simple in
0: my life these days.
1: and and it's just visual you know and we all learn different and at this point in life you probably know which way you learn best but i i need to see it all yeah. in one place and writing it down is very powerful for me and so my husband and i do it together oftentimes like okay i'm currently doing all these things how can we offload some off my plate put it on you or where does it need where to go? does
0: it go i so, mean if you have teenage yeah. i have older children i have one teenager left at home but you know what can you delegate to your kids Kids need responsibility, Uh they need accountability. So Mm -hmm. is it their job to come home and walk the dog? Is it their job to go out and scoop the poop? Like, you know, let's not forget that our families can participate, not just our partners, uh, but as our kids get older. Um, No, I, Sarah, I just, I think that's absolute genius. And it's just such a simple and effective way uh, to kind of manage all that stuff because it just gets kind of gets big in our head Mm -hmm. and then it does yeah
1: and it just feels overwhelming and when we're overwhelmed we can't compartmentalize anything we can't organize anything when we're overwhelmed because it all feels like a lot so that's just a you know i just say brain brain dump it brain Brain dump dump it all out and i don't put a time on it because for me brain dumps happen at the most odd moments, like when I'm in the shower right. or when I'm on a walk or I'm driving in a car. Car. So, I'm a car person. Car, right. Yeah. Right. So I do this task over probably the course of two or three days. I'll brain dump whatever I can think of at that moment. But then all the random ones that I think of over the next few days, I'll, I'll put those down yeah. on paper too. And I will say that I have actually moved this to a Google, top, Google doc where I I, I type it all out yeah. so then I can go back and say, okay, what was I doing last month? What is added to this list? So it's a little bit more systematic than just putting it all on paper, but I do put it on paper from there. So yeah. again, I can see it all and, and disperse it. So.
0: You know, whatever tool works, if mm-hmm. it's paper and some pens and some highlighters, if it's, if it's a Google doc. Um, I was thinking mural, I've started using mural mm-hmm. and you could do like, um, you can do mind maps in there. You can do timelines. Yeah. There's all sorts of templates. If you really, like, if you had a team and you really needed to brain dump it out. Um, I use uh-huh. Otter, um, cause in, in the car, you know, I want to be hands-free. So I just right. do little voice notes to myself. Um, yeah. There are lots of ways to do this in whatever style is yours. Are you visual? Are you auditory? Do you need to write it out with a pen? Like whatever works. Um, but yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Get it out of your head because that's where we kind of get overwhelmed with it. We, we blow it up. And, and then mm-hmm. um, we we struggle to, to come back to the place where we can manage it strategically. So yes. I, I love that. Sarah, what incredibly practical and invaluable advice, uh, to everyone listening today. Uh, thank you. I I'm so grateful to have you here on the show. It's really been a wonderful and insightful conversation this afternoon. Thank you so much for your time.
1: Well, thank you. I appreciate you and your time today.
0: Well, Thank you so much for tuning in today. I sure hope you enjoyed listening as much as I did hosting this conversation. And if you did enjoy today's episode, would you do me a favor? Would you give the episode a five-star review and share it with all of your friends? I would really appreciate that. I've got a goal to impact a thousand female founders. And with your help, we can really amplify this message. Thanks again for being a part of the show. And don't forget to connect with me and all of my guests on Instagram at HighVolt leadership. We'll see you next Friday.